Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shadow. An incident occurred in which Rabbi Elazar, son of Rabbi Shimon, came from Migdal Geor, from his rabbi's house, and he was riding on a donkey and strolling on the bank of a river, and he was very happy, and his head was swollen with pride because he had studied much Torah. He happened upon an exceedingly ugly person who said to him, greetings to you, my rabbi. But Rabbi Elazar did not return his greeting. Instead, Rabbi Elazar said to him, Worthless person, how ugly is that man? Are all the people of your city as ugly as you? The man said to him, I do not know, but you should go and say to the craftsman who made me, How ugly is the vessel you made? When Rabbi Elazar realized that he had sinned, and insulted this man merely on account of his appearance, he descended from his donkey and prostrated himself before him and said to the man, I have sinned against you. Forgive me. The man said to him, I will not forgive you until you go to the craftsman who made me and said, how ugly is the vessel you made? Rabbi Elazar walked behind the man trying to appease him until they reached Rabbi Elazar's city. Rabbi Elazar, son of Rabbi Shimon, entered the study hall and taught, a person should always be soft like a reed and not stiff like a cedar. In this story from the Talmud, the great sage Rabbi Elazar went on a journey and came to his destination a changed man. He realized that his words and actions had consequences, a lesson he had not learned in all the Torah study that he was so proud of early in his journey. It was a lesson he learned along the way in relationship with another human being and that he immediately taught to others. Do not be unyielding, he taught. Be flexible. This week, we find our ancient ancestors at the end of their own journey. Parashat Matot Maseh tells the story of the Israelites who, having left the promised land in Jacob and Joseph's generation, have slowly made their way back toward it. Maseh means journeys, and it refers to the 42 different stops the Israelites made on their 40 years between Egypt and Israel. Each of these 42 stops is listed in this week's Torah portion. 
each of these 42 stops led us further from Egypt. And each of these 42 stops brought us closer, closer to finding our way home. But not really finding our way back home. The Israelites were not going back. They were finding their way there. We had once called the land of Israel home, but at this moment on the cusp of arriving at its borders, we needed to create something entirely new. Our ancient ancestors could only do this. They could only build a nation after generations of changing and learning and redefining their place in the world. So that when they finally appro approached the borders of their ancestors' land, our ancient homeland, it wasn't a return. Not really. They were not the same people who had left the land generations before. They had changed and learned and grown and redefined their place in the world. This formerly enslaved people wandered from place to place 42 times, not because they didn't know their destination, but because they didn't yet know who they were. They had not yet learned how to be free. It wasn't a returning, it was an in-turning, an internal reckoning like Rabbi Elazar experienced on his journey. This is the final parasha in the Book of Numbers, and the text seems to be relating the end of a journey. Miriam and Aaron are gone. Even Moses' death is drawing nearer. It feels like a tidy ending. But if this return to the promised land wasn't a return, does it mean that this end of a journey wasn't really an end? Of course it's not an end. It's not even a return. It is an inflection point. The period defined by Egypt was finally about to close, and the period defined by autonomy in the land was just about to unfold. In other words, the Israelite slaves were left in the wilderness somewhere among these 42 stops. The free people of Israel did not yet know what lay ahead and were just beginning their brave push forward. Can you imagine their thoughts, their feelings? Were they ready? What would they find? Would they be able to stop wandering? Were they alone? Who would care for them? These are the questions that we have asked of ourselves as the journey we have all been on these past 16 months comes not to an end, but to an inflection point. Are we ready? What will we find out there? Can we stop worrying? Are we alone? Who cares for us? Since the coronavirus hit, we have learned what is most important to us. We've learned our vulnerabilities and perhaps even accepted or embraced them. We have learned our own strength and how it multiplies in the company of others. 
We have supported not just ourselves, but each other. We have not been unyielding like cedars. We have been flexible like reeds. Everywhere we go these days, we encounter messages about reopening, of going back, of returning. But just as the language of return wasn't right for our ancient ancestors, it's not right for us either. We live now in a new world, a world in which COVID left more than 4 million people dead. Another 185 million people have had or do have the virus. We can't bring the lives of, and health of these millions back. We also cannot turn into the people we were before. That world, those people, are irrevocably changed. We will never live in that pre-COVID world again. Just as our ancient ancestors reached their inflection point, so do we. Our pandemic journey of fear and isolation is coming to an end. Our next step is just within reach. We haven't gone in a circle. We aren't back where we started. We are in a new place that looks a lot like the old place, but feels entirely different. Joseph Campbell, the great scholar of mythologies, once said about journeys, where we had thought to travel outward, we will come to the center of our own existence. And where we had thought to be alone, we will be with all the world. What we are experiencing isn't a reopening, but an opening. We are not going back. We are going bravely forward. We are not returning. We are in turning, assimilating all that we have experienced and learned with a new awareness of who we are, where we are, and what and who matters to us. Our ancient ancestors once lived in the promised land, and this week they approach its borders anew, a new generation able to create its future in a familiar place that is also wholly new. They were changed by their journey. They grew into a free people. Rabbi Elazar left one study house and arrived at another, a brand new man, one who valued growth and change. He was different, having turned inward and found the potential for more within himself. We, too, have found the potential for more. We have learned to be flexible. Our in-turning has shown us that though we had thought to be alone, we are now with all the world. It's a new world, a world that we are making together. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. 
And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Eloheinu Neshach